Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Quiggs, I came to a conclusion today after talking to the great Kelly Henkel that the trees are trying to kill us. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, the trees, the birds, drones trying to kill us. It's that's true. They're not actually birds are not birds. real, Steve. I don't know. An elaborate, elaborate system of drones that happen to spray poop on. Yeah, you. that's that's <laughs> like the little gimmick like addition that the government like added into the robot to make it seem realistic. Perhaps the poop has been motor oil this whole time. You could please. be that. I wouldn't put it. A... Open yeah. your mind. I don't know what else it could be. So come on. Sheeple. <laughs> sheeple. Out. That's right. So many sh- sheeples. How I wanted to open this podcast this week. No, like I don't know. I know you, We've talked about this before. I believe you suffer from allergies. I suffer from allergies really bad. And they've just been horrible the entire week. I've had no energy. Today's actually one of the few days that I haven't felt like I just need to nap for the entire day. And I don't know why today, because it's still pretty bad today. So do you take Flonase? I take Flonase and Claritin. Not always the same, but like I take Flonase when I need a pinch hitter to really like clear me up. Flonase is the only thing that's worked for me. Same. It, now, what freaks me out is on the thing, It like if you read the instructions or whatever, it says something along the lines of like, don't take for more than like two months at one time or some shit. And I'm yeah. like, wait, so I can't use this every day forever? I can only be allergy free for two months out of the year because I'm constantly allergic to the world. So The world, yeah. And I, I feel like the world this week Nature has just decided, like, no, you just won't have any energy this week. You just have to feel like shit all the time. But this this is a film, right? This is a film called The Happening that M. Night Shyamalan put out a few years ago. And it feels like that's actually happening. The trees are actually trying to kill us. And by the way, if you're not familiar with The Happening, number one, it's horrible. It's <laughs> maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And number two... It's the film where the confused Mark Wahlberg gift comes from. And I know oh. you know the confused Mark Wahlberg gift. Oh, yeah. Why is M. Night Shyamalan so revered amongst people? I don't know if he's like, well, it, he's got such a polarizing opinion. Like he's he's a real I don't even know if he's a love hate guy because he's really made some atrocities over the years. The village. The village is bad. Uh, his Avatar movie is really, really bad. I've Avatar never actually movie? seen it. 
Yeah, like uh, not, based on uh, The Last Airbender, the uh, children's oh, uh, okay. Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like the blue people avatar. He made his own. He just uh, got permission from James Cameron to go make his own. Yeah. No, <laughs> the happening is got the happening's got to be like I think it's pretty much universally the worst of the bunch like it's extra bad even for night and it's just a terrible movie and essentially the plot of the movie is that the plants are trying to kill everybody because you know we are terrible to nature and mark Wahlberg plays a science teacher in it and i think that's all you need to know about the movie oh man wow (laughs) (laughs) why did he agree to do that role Oh, I, so I totally know what he's like yeah i'm a smart guy i can do this I can, yeah say I hello can. to your mother yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah no, like oh it's the pro- so the plot of that movie reminds me of um in forgetting sarah marshall where aldous snow is who, who plays uh who plays aldous snow again Oh my god. What's his what name? That guy's name? How, how am I forgetting? Russell Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Russell it. Brand's character who plays like well, I think has turned into I think it turned out he was like a nutcase or something. What in the in real life? In real life, yeah. Yeah, he's into some weird shit now. But um yeah. he's his character in the movie basically played like this stereotypical, really idiotic, trying to be too deep celebrity guy. And he was saying how like um I guess like he was in a film or maybe his his girlfriend in the movie who was played by Kristen Bell, Sarah Marshall, she was in a film about how like phones are killing everyone and like there's a scene where if someone yes, picks up yes. the phone and they just die. <laughs> That's kind of similar to what the whole... A great, a great fake film. I yeah. really enjoyed that one. Yes, no, it, it feels like we're in the happening, which is just a an awful, awful film to be stuck in the middle of. But, you know, I guess that's better than... Being in the one that just came out where Dave Bautista shows up at your house with uh, with Ron from Harry Potter and a couple other people and says, you need to kill someone in your family or the world <laughs> will come to an end. That was a strange film. Totally normal. Totally normal. Yeah. Totally normal. Yeah. just it's, it's just sad that I'm reminded of just one of the worst movies ever by Beautiful Springtime. You know, why does nature have to be like this? What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Oh, my God, that is a question for another day. Like, I have to think about this and really dig into the mud. because I, I already I've know seen... mine. What's yours? Anchorman 2. Oh, I've seen worse than Anchorman 2. I thought Anchorman, Anchorman 2 was 2's... so bad. Anchorman 2 is just lazy. I, I've seen definitely worse, but I have to really think about it. I mean, the happenings in, I, I don't know if it's in the bottom five, but it's down there. This is 40. Also sucked. I didn't like this as 40. I actually, I just rewatched that recently and it still wasn't good. Even with the Philadelphia Flyer showing up in the, one of the weirdest cameos yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. That was an odd cameo. I don't know. Why. Young JVR in the background doesn't even say a word. He just stands there. Oh my there. God. Just what a fresh face youngster. <laughs> yeah. Who anyway, it was uh, him. Um, uh, Ian LaPierre. 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 Why'd I call him LaPierre? La- yeah. LaPierre. Lappy. Come on, Lappy has his teeth. Fucking Megan Fox wears Lappy's teeth. It's, it's one of the strangest scenes of all time. Hartnell, Carl. Hartnell wasn't Hartnell. Yep. Yeah. Steve Hartnell himself. Yeah. Steve Hartnell. Steve Hartnell. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell. Yeah. Steve Hartnell, Matt Carl, <laughs> Ian Le Perrier, and JVR, 
And soon, LaPerriere will be... Well, I guess Hartnell's kind of involved with the franchise still. He's on the broadcast end. But I was going to say Lappy's like the only guy who's it's still in the organization proper right. uh, at this point. Because, well... JVR still until free agency day. Yeah, the organization. he could be resigned, but, Steve. They could bring him he, back. He could be. He, I will tell you what, and this might be <laughs> maybe not a hot take, but like I actually would not be the most upset person there is if they signed him to like a one year deal just to be like, we need warm bodies on this roster. Because set him free. I I agree. He doesn't agree. need this. And he like judging by his comment when he was like, "Yeah, the day they like didn't trade me at the trade deadline, that was like one of the most disappointing days of my career." He's not oh, coming sure. back. There's no way. If he comes no, back, and he shouldn't come back. No. Like, the fact that Justin Braun came back and then sat through that year and didn't even score his 200th goal, you know? If if he <laughs> chooses to come back to this Philadelphia Flyers team, I truly question if something's wrong with his his brain. I don't know why he would do that. Like, that would be wild. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, James. No. He could go home. He could go back to Toronto and play with the Leafs, who are... I don't think they have any room for him right now, unfortunately. But, you know, getting into the playoffs, man. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs right now, against my odds, I didn't think they'd be doing this, but they currently lead the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-1. to And it's been a tight series, and frankly, the Leafs are, are a little lucky to be in this position. They were down four to one in Game Three, came back, won five to four in overtime. That was amazing. Yeah, you don't see that often, and frankly, you know, you can't be mad at somebody beating Tampa Bay after all the success they've had in recent years. No, like, and listen, I'm not even like a, a Tampa hater. Like, I still like the Lightning. It's just like at this point. I feel so bad for Toronto and like, I just, I like it when it kind of gets mixed up after a while. So like as much as I like the lightning, I won't be sad at all if they get kicked out, like if they lose the series and it would be cool to see Toronto pull it off because like, I feel like they deserve it after all these years of anguish. I feel like we need a proper rivalry series with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston. Yes. Like I, I really think that would be, great for the NHL if that happened. I mean, we're already enjoying the benefits of the Devils Rangers rivalry series. It's tied 2-2 and the home game has lost every the home team has lost every game. So we know who's going to win tonight and it's going to be the Rangers because they are not the home team. <laughs> I I mean, I guess it comes down to Akira Schmidt, which is such a weird name. It's almost as unpleasant as saying Maple Leafs and Lightning. Like, yeah, I know. It's a gr- it's all very <laughs> grammatically unpleasant. But Akira Schmid has been phenomenal in the two games he's played. He has uh, two goals allowed on 59 shots in two games played and really righted the devil's ship because they got destroyed in the first He saved games. them. He's, he saved- he's literally saved their, the series for them. Like, so far, the only reason they're even in this is because he took over a net. Um yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, two goals and 59 shots. I mean, not not shabby. I could probably do not better. Not two shabs, no. Not two yeah. shabs. The, we could do the better. The incredible Akira Schmidt right there. And, uh, I mean, I'm just liking that series. It's been some pretty good hockey. I mean, again, I don't think the Devils have really been... They're getting bailed out by goaltending right now that just appeared. But, right. hey, I mean, they're in it. It's tied, and I hope it goes seven, and then one of those teams loses in the next round. Yeah, that would be the ideal outcome here. Although, I will, like, it is fun watching Jack Hughes. Like, 
Oh, Jack Hughes is awesome. He's I the hate bomb. that Jack Hughes is awesome. I, I like. I don't even. I just hate that he's on the Devils because that's that's the annoying thing. Because I love watching him play. It's so much oh, fun. I, I really like a lot of the Devils, and I hate that that's the case yeah. because, as I've mentioned before, this is the team that I hated the most in my youth, and I the residual bad feelings have never stopped. You know, like people think because I don't know the Flyers' more recent rivals, the Penguins, that they hate the Penguins the most, but. I've always hated the Devils the most. Noted war criminal Scott Stevens. Marty Brodeur. Just brutal shit to watch. The left wing lock. Just some of the worst yeah. hockey I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that they're fun now. And they have fun players. And the Flyers are God knows how far away from competing now. It's just... It's, it's like you can't do both. You, how dare you have both? <laughs> like how, how dare you? How dare you have the like dynasty of the '90s and then turn around and have a super fun team years later? Whereas the Flyers have never been a dynasty, and we are not. Fun. Well, they they came close. They came close in the '70s. Yeah, but that was before either of us were even close to being imaginations. You know. <laughs> I was somewhat close to imaginations, but yeah, you were not close. But the Flyers did almost have a dynasty like way back when, if it wasn't for the goddamn Montreal Canadiens, but that's neither here nor there. But, you know, going back to the Devils and Rangers, I mean, this is a series that I'd love both teams to lose. Uh, If I'm looking at this as an objective hockey fan, if I wasn't a fan of the Philadelphia Flyers and completely just scarred by Scott Stevens back in the day, I would probably be rooting for the Rangers because, or the Devils rather, because the Rangers are the overdogs here. The Rangers are a team that has kind of like, I mean, look, they spent the most money to get Artemi Panarin in the first place. Like Artemi Panarin pretty much said, I would like to go to a big glitzy city on one of the coasts. And the Rangers said, yes, please. And that was pretty much it. Adam Fox only wanted to go there. They traded for both Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. This is not really a rootable team. Whereas the Devils, like, they're mostly homegrown. And the one guy who isn't homegrown is Dougie Hamilton. And that's just a good signing, you know? Like, I don't know. Dougie could have signed anywhere, and he chose them. And, you know. Museums, Steve. Think of all the museums. museums. They're pretty. That Newark Museum is a beaut, let me tell you. Museum of... (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck you'd have a museum for in Newark shipping containers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Shipping containers. I don't even want to think. I think about shipping containers all day. I don't want to think about it anymore. (laughs) Fucking logistics. (laughs) How do they work? But you know, I, I can't root for the devils, but I really don't want either of these teams to win. It's kind of like one of those things where like it's game seven overtime's about to start. And then like, a comet strikes earth and it's just like, this is the perfect time for this to happen right now. You know, there you go. Right <laughs> like, then. Yeah. That moment right there. No one wins. They beat each other up, but no one wins. Yeah. This is unlike the Canes and Isles series where it's very obvious who I'm rooting for here. And that's the Carolina hurricanes. I want the Carolina hurricanes Woo. to beat the boring ass New York Islanders. They currently are up three to two in that series. Canes had another serious loss on the offensive end though. They lost Tuvo Teravainen and, you know, they, they keep losing key pieces and it just does not feel like the Hurricanes here, which is a shame because they're such a well-built team. I feel so bad for them because like before all these injuries, they had a legit shot at making a deep, deep run. And now because of all these injuries, like I don't see how they 
win the in round two, assuming they make it to round two. Well, it looks like they will. I but could like, see it. It depends on who they play in round two because, like, they wouldn't play Boston. So, right? They wouldn't play Boston? or would They, they would I, face the Rangers or Devils, I believe. Because the NHL reseeds, right? Yeah. Quick editor's note, as it turns out, the NHL does not, in fact, reseed. And it is a stringent bracket, and it's stupid, and I hate the current playoff format. But we didn't know that when we recorded, because we're a couple dumbasses. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Yeah, I the, the new format, and I say new like it hasn't been in there for, like, multiple years at this point. But I, I get confused on some of the details with it, and... I've been reseeding has been heavy on my mind this week because over in the NBA, the 76ers are going to the second round. They swept the Brooklyn Nets who fucking suck and they got swept. And And Ben Simmons is also a poopy diaper, poopy diaper, like a chump. Hey, like a chump. Hey, yeah. And they're likely going to play the Boston Celtics in the next round who are up three to two on the Atlanta Hawks right now. I do not want to think about that series. I don't either, but the thing is, like, they shouldn't have to think about it because the NBA should goddamn reseed in the second round. Right. And apparently they're just locked into a bracket, so they're just going to play the winner of the series regardless. And it's like the Heat and the Knicks are playing, and they're just going to play each other. And no, that's that's not how this should work. Right. Yeah. It sucks. I think that sucks. I hate that. And I, I'm glad... I hate the NHL's playoff format. Don't get me wrong. But I'm glad they at least do that one thing right. Yeah, that would really suck royally. Like, because imagine being like the Sixers and it's just like we could be playing the Knicks or or some I don't know, like whoever the lower seed is or however it works. Well, because Boston should play the Heat is how it should work. Like, yeah. if Boston wins their series, it should reseed. And that would Boston be fun. Plays the Heat, and then the Sixers play the Knicks, and I think that's fun for everybody. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I we would be. A f- We'd kick uh, the I, shit out of the Knicks, first of all. Oh, uh, hopefully, but you know what? A good old-fashioned Philly New York rivalry series. Yeah, that'd be great. And you know, I, it's, I say that like the Sixers didn't just play a team from New York, but do the Nets really count as a New York team? No, they. Eh. Why do they exist? Go away! Stop with these two teams in New York. I cannot stand. Let's just cut out all the Long Island teams right there. Let's Long Island should out. be its own state. I will die on this Man. hill. I swear, I swear to you, what a state. I swear to God, not Long Island should be its own state. Like, Long it's Island. not New York at all. It's very New York, though, at the same time. I mean, yeah, but it's, like, more obnoxious. And so, like, just make it, it might, its own. But it might, it might be the New York. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, Long Island might have to take its own. It's not it, connected to New York at all. The only way to get to that godforsaken strip of island is to take a ferry or... To cross a bridge. No, that should be a state. And it would be a more important state than Ro- than Rhode Island. So just yeah, make Long Island a state much. and then have to... Oh, this would be so great if Long Island became a state. Because then the Islanders would have to change their name. Because they can't be the Long Island Islanders. Yes, they can. That would be so dumb. What, what if they just called themselves the Long Islanders? That... <laughs> God. They you would do like that. It. They would do that. Yeah. They would do that. Yeah. I'm. T- let's just just move everybody around. Let's move the Islanders. Let's move the Devils. The Long you know, Island let's get into it. Lighthouses. Ugh. That does not roll off the tongue. No, not at all. It was horrible. But the fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah, oh, here's a, here's one. Here's one. 
The Long Island Deadliest Catch. Although I know that was up in where's Deadliest Catch? Alaska? I don't fucking know. Y- yeah. Yes? I, I have no know. idea. Yeah, no clue. Shut it down. No clue. Who cares? <laughs> At all right there. So the Canes are up three two on the Islanders right now. The Canes still probably find a way to come out of the series. Like the Islanders barely beat them in the last game. I would be very surprised if Carolina still blew the series against the Islanders, even with everything they've had injury wise. Yeah. Like I see them winning game six and if they somehow lose game six, I don't know how they lose game seven. Yeah. I would be Rod the bod. It's not going to let that happen. He's just going to flex them into the next round. Yeah. He will yeah. put on his gear and get out there and, Score. He actually might. There's very yeah. few coaches you could say that about. He's one that I firmly believe it, and he'd probably be great. I know he's still in the locker room, too. Like, I know he's still lifting with the team and everything, and he's a beast. He's still a beast. Man, is ripped. He's yeah. absolutely ripped. Yeah. Rod the butt. The nickname exists for a reason. Now, another team that I don't expect to blow it, but it's on thinner ice than I expected, the Boston Bruins. They are leading the Panthers right now, 3-2. to two. I call them the Panthers because Tim Panaccio, got to go back to that. He had the weirdest abbreviation for Panthers, and I've never forgotten it. But the Bruins are up 3-2, and the Bruins almost had him in that last game. But the Panthers won game five in overtime. Bob had 44 saves, so actually a nice vintage performance from Bob Rovsky over there. And uh, that game almost ended in amazing fashion when was it Marshand who had that chance right before regulation ended? yes yeah it was a breakaway with the seconds ticking down and it was almost the winner with like one second left and Bobrovsky came up with a huge save that would have been just so Bruins for him to have netted that so like I'm so happy that Bob turned that away although I gotta say and this is probably like a hot take or like I don't know but I, like, irrationally do not like Bob, like, at all. Interesting. Why is that? I think it's because he played for the Blue Jackets for so long. But also, like, <laughs> <laughs> also, he just owns the Flyers out of revenge, out of spite. So this is interesting because you became a Flyers fan, was it after the Yager season or during the Yager season? Right, right after the Yager season. So the... Lockout right after the other season. Yeah. So I I have very different feelings about Sergei Bobrovsky because he's one of those, like, I really am pissed off at how the Flyers handled that whole situation. Right. Because yeah. it seems it's obvious in retrospect that they should have just stuck with him and not done everything. But I was one of the few people at the time who was, like, screaming, like, no, this kid's got a lot of talent. He's got a chance because... He just came on. I think he was an undrafted free agent or something like that. Like they brought him on. He was like a nobody who came up and was really good. And then the one playoff series he got into, or I guess it was two because it was the Sabres and the Bruins, they struggled and they had a revolving door goaltender. They were, and I blame a lot of that on Peter Laviolette too, for not just sticking to his guns, but they were going between Bobrovsky, Leighton, Boucher. Nothing really worked during that playoff run. Then they blew it all up. You know, we're all familiar with the Michael Mike Richards. I almost called him Michael Richards like he was on fucking (laughs) the Mike Richards, (laughs) Jeff Carter and, you know, Ilya Brzgalov series of trades and just uh, fucking buffoonery. But, (laughs) oh, man, I don't even want to get into it because I have talked about it so goddamn much over the years. 
Like, <laughs> awesome timing. Awesome timing yeah. on that. <laughs> My thing is like, so I started watching hockey right after Bob got traded. So like, I never lived in a world where Bob was a flyer. I never lived in that world as a hockey fan. Yeah, so he was like a precious little baby bird that they found, and I, I wanted them to grow up into a big, strong eagle, and the Flyers just, you know, said, eh, get him the fuck out of here. Let's yeah. go with... I, I just, I'll never understand Brisgall. I will never understand why they looked at Brisgallov's performances in the playoffs with the Arizona Phoenix Coyotes, whatever, whatever the fuck they were called at the time, and they said, that's the guy, that guy who couldn't do shit in the playoffs against the Red Wings, who were, you know, granted, they were the Red Wings at the time, but... I just, I don't understand it to this day. So I have a warm spot in my heart for Bobrovsky, but it's also very funny to have a goaltender signed for the rest of time at $10 million a year. Yeah. And he just sucks. Yeah, It's really funny. And, it's but really funny. unless he's playing the flyers, then he's the best goalie on the earth. Like, oh, of course, that's how it goes. Yeah. Every goalie's the best goalie on the earth when they play the Philadelphia hockey flyers. Come on. So like my entire tenure as a flyer or as a fan of hockey, like, Bob has just – he's always played for – well, until recently because before he got traded to Florida, he was always playing for a division rival of the Flyers, and he always oh, killed the Flyers. Rival. And so I just hated that, and it drove me crazy. So I was like, this guy, get him out <laughs> the of Blue here. Jackets, the Blue Jackets and the Canes are like light rivals. They're just like – they're in the same division. Right, yeah. yeah. The Canes I don't yeah. consider a rival, but like no. – Blue Jackets, obviously, we know where they stand. So I don't give a shit. I don't think about the Blue Jackets at all. You said me me neither. Me neither until they show up, and I'm just like, God, why are you here? Like, go relocate to an actual home. Don't you want to go home? Oh my God. So going back to Bruins and Panthers, I mean. I still think that the Bruins lock them away. I would think they lock them away next game. But do you think the Pan? I mean, they always have a chance. But like, do you think the Panthers are going to complete the comeback in this series, or you think they're just toast? R.I. Panthers. R.I.P.D. R.I.P. Panthers. Yeah. There you go. Bruins are going to win. There you go. All right. Now another series that's three to one, and I can't believe none of these series have closed out yet. So we're recording right now on Thursday evening. I would say Uh, Tampa Toronto plays at 7 p.m. tonight. The Rangers and Devils play at 7:30, and the Jets and the Knights play at 10 p.m. So two of those series could end tonight: Tampa and Toronto, and Winnipeg Vegas. So currently the Knights are up three to one on the Jets, and you know it's just not. We were saying Connor Hellyabuck would really have to kick ass for the Jets to win this series, and he's just you know. The team has not been able to completely lean on him, and he hasn't been able to steal games like they really needed him to to do this. And, like, steal games, we're talking, he has to shut out the Knights. Like, half the Knights yeah, right there. Yeah. yeah. The, the Jets just aren't good enough. And, like, I had yeah. a feeling this was going to be, like, a, I think Vegas wins in five. And, like, I had a feeling this was going to be um, not exactly the closest series just because, like, I don't know. The Jets just really kind of tailed off towards the end of the season. They had a they great went start. Into the playoffs real weak. Yeah. Like they had a great start to the year and they finished real bad. And I was, that's just not how you want to go into the playoffs. And like Vegas is good. And I'm not surprised at all that this series is going the way it's going. Yeah. 
So I think Vegas probably finishes them off tonight even, but uh, so Shifley's out tonight. Ehlers could be back, which would be a big boost. Ehlers is very good, but I don't know. It feels like the Knights got their footing and they're probably going to close this out. Just not good enough. Now the Stars and Wild series, that's three to two. Stars could finish them off, but it's been pretty tight so far. It's been fun. That's been a fun series. Like that, God, that first game, game one was just so out of control. It like I've been watching every single game since then, hoping that like more fireworks would pop off, and that hasn't happened. But like it's still been some good hockey. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I really, I think I had the Stars winning this series because Minnesota Wild they just don't win in the first round. They don't win playoff series. That's just how it goes for them. But like I don't know. Like I'm not counting them out yet. I mean, if Kaprizov can get going. Um, cause I know he's been really like kind of shut down this whole series, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. I mean, they're keying in on him because he is the star player. You know, he is the guy. If you look at the wild, there's one guy to shut down and it's Kaprizov. Right. So I don't know, but it's been a great series so far. I've loved it. Yeah. The stars have won the last two, uh, three to two, and then they shut them out for nothing on Tuesday. So I, I would love to see this go seven. Oh, me too. Game seven would be nuts. Was it game one or game two that Pavelski got that hit from Dumba? I think it was game one right out of the gate. Was it? I can't remember. It started. Either I, way, I'm it was sure early. It was game one, yeah. Yeah, it was Because early. we were talking last week about how the fact that we've already had a number of controversial hits and like only a couple of games had happened at that point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then Toronto was getting like crushed as we were recording. And that was their game one because they have not lost since that game one. Yeah, they've come close, but they haven't lost. And, you know, close doesn't matter for shit. You know, it's all about that end result. And Toronto. So do you think Toronto closes it out just to go back to the Toronto and Tampa series real quick? Do you think they close it out tonight? No. I think I think I think it goes to six. I had it going down to six to seven in my in my bracket. Steve, I swear to God, if it goes to seven. I, I. Part of me wants it to go to seven really bad just to just to fuck with the Maple Leafs fans. Oh, I want it to go to seven. It would be just the meltdown and then them winning. Like, because then no matter what happens, it'll be hilarious. Like the Leafs winning in seven games would be amazing. And then the Leafs losing in seven would be the most hilarious thing imaginable for these playoffs. It would be so it would be so good. I think I want every series to go to seven except for the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. I just want the Islanders to go away. Yeah. I want – I mean, also, Vegas is going to that, – that Yeah, I just want that to be to done seven. with. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. I don't care about that going to seven. But, like, I want the Kraken and Av to go to seven. I think Dude. this has been a great series. Kraken have – What the hell? I did not expect this. I did not expect Windsurf and Dave Haxtell to show up and just say, deal with it. Jack Adams. Oh my God. Jack Adams. I think it's got to go to, kill. it's got to go to um, Montgomery. It has to. It's got Montgomery crushed it this year, but like but Haxtell, the fact that Dave Haxtell like is in the conversation and he might so steal the series from the avalanche. Like granted the avalanche have a number of injuries they're dealing with. Like they, they have some serious injuries that they've been dealing with. And they're just not the same team this year. I mean, going on that whole Stanley Cup run takes a lot out of you. And also, you know, 
not having Kadri really makes a difference on that squad. I mean, Kadri was a rock solid second yeah. first line center for that team. So not having all of that certainly hurts them, but you got to give credit to the Kraken because the Avalanche have had their stars assert themselves in certain games, you know, and that's really, it's like the Avs stars versus the Kraken's death, but whatever game plan they're going in with, whatever they're executing ultimately and they're up in the series as a result and i think we're all pleasantly surprised by that and i gotta give a shout out to that seattle crowd they were loud as hell for their first playoff game and you love to see it how about philip grubauer taking it to his old team grubauer like you gotta love that he's saying no fuck you like you should not have let me go should have kept should have kept big time should have kept he's i mean he's had a decent year like not not great like his regular no and i like i wouldn't really justify that contract that seattle rushed out to sign him to but you know what he's getting the job done yeah no and and i mean he's been really good these playoffs and that's another piece that colorado didn't really focus on in the offseason because kemper went to washington and you know the goaltending just wasn't the same for them this year so i mean they could still you know win out the series but how cool would it be for Seattle in their first playoff series to take down the champs at home. That would be so awesome. Like that would be a really cool, like first playoff experience for that fan base. You know, I don't think they, I don't think they make it further, but like, it would be cool to see them win this series this way. Like, I feel like I'd rather watch the avalanche more as the playoffs progress, but I like the story more of the, the young scrappy up and coming franchise knocking out the champs. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, aside from abs fans, I think a lot of people are seeing this unfolding and they're just like, Holy shit. Like, is this going to happen? And like, I think a lot of people are kind of sharing the same opinion. Yeah. But I, it's, it's awesome. And I, I really like that there hasn't been a sweep. There's not any series that's been uninteresting. I mean, th- I think the closest we have is Knights jets, but these are all pretty competitive hockey games right here. And I'm really enjoying it as the level of play in this playoffs so far has been pretty good. And then that leads us to our last series to discuss the Oilers and the Kings. And it's this three series to two. Been great. Been great. These games have been tight. Uh, we've seen a lot of comebacks on both sides, which is great. Like the Kings came back in game one. Um, was it? I think the Oilers blew another lead in game two and then cemented it. And then it's just been back and forth. The level of play has been great. And again, like with the Kraken and the Avs, you're looking at like the King system versus the Oilers overwhelming talent. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it really is kind of that battle Royale between those two opposing approaches to building a hockey team, right? Like you have the McDavid, the dry and then you have like this very structured more or more structured team in, in LA and it's just been, I don't know. I thought it's been a lot of, I thought that's been really fun. I didn't expect this series to be this good. Like, I think No, I, I didn't either. I think I had Edmonton winning in like five. I can't remember what it was, but. You were high on Edmonton going into this and I was a little bit more skeptical. Yeah. I'm still high on them. I still think they win the series. I think they win the series, but I, I think the Kings are going to pull it out and it's going to go. I think this is going to go full seven and I think it deserves, we all need this to go a full seven because I think that's just the most fun and watching these two teams in a game seven and hopefully go to overtime again 
would be fantastic. I mean, what is it? Three overtime games in the series? That's crazy. Yeah, they're just going insane. And like, yeah. th- again, this is a lot like the Toronto series where like, no matter what happens, it'll be really cool or hilarious. Because like, if Edmonton moves on, that's like, cool, sweet. Like, now they ha- they're one step closer to the Stanley Cup. Like, I think everyone wants to see Connor McDavid in the Stanley Cup. But like, if they lose, that will be hilarious. Because like, McDavid has to be tired of not advancing. Oh, he's got to be exhausted of it, but you'd never yeah. know because, you know, he, he can't express emotion behind those robot eyes. Of his. I just have this dream of them losing this series and him saying like, yeah, I'm never like him pulling a Patrick Juan saying I'm never playing for this organization ever again. And then if he, he showed emotion, I could totally see him doing that, but I have never seen that guy show a, an ounce of emotion. Yeah, no. I mean, his it's house most... reflects him as a person. Nothing. It's just the most talented player with the blandest personality. Peak NHL. Maybe the most talented player in NHL history. Like he, mo- he might be the most raw talent, like the best raw talent person I've ever seen play the game of hockey. I agree. Absolutely no personality. <laughs> like the one put, guy. Can you imagine NHL. if you put pk suban's personality into oh. Connor mcdavid what a fucking monster that would be and how popular that would make the game of hockey the the one opportunity the, the nhl has to like market this like the most marketable player the nhl has ever had in terms of like skill and him being amazing he just sucks with the mic and it's oh like oh my god it's just if not- he if he had pk suban's personality hockey would become that you want to talk about growing the game. That's how you grow the game. Like if I'm yeah. honestly, if I'm like a higher up person in the NHL, I don't care, dude. Like I'm going to, I'm calling Connor McDavid or I'm flying to wherever the hell he is. And I'm sitting him down and I'm telling him for the love of God. And for, for the love of the sport, please be exciting or show any personality at all. Please do something to make yourself less boring. Please stop being, just change your entire personality (laughs) is what I would do. I would just tell him, please, the sport needs this. Please stop being yourself and just pretend to be, to pretend to act like you're a really fun, loving, goofy dude. So we can work at you. Are you the way that you are? Yeah. That's what I would tell him. (laughs) Just change everything about your being. That's all I'm asking. So I can, my job will be better and I will become more successful off of you. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> now, before we stop talking about the playoffs, I, I wanted to get your take on maybe the most, I, I guess, most famous occurrence happening with this. And that would be Will Ferrell's appearance at the Kings game <laughs> to support yeah. his LA Kings with that face paint. That was such a Will Ferrell thing. I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity show up at a sporting event like that before yeah. with the full David Putty face paint. And it was awesome. I'm honestly surprised. Like, I didn't know that was him at first. They had to it tell me. That like that, yeah. They had to like say that's Will Ferrell. And I was like, Oh, I mean, it checks out, but I love would it. not have guessed I, I, that. I wish we could get more, more Will Ferrell's out there supporting their teams, you know, like, oh my God, it was fantastic. I mean, you're never going to get that with the the Rangers were, you know, it's like, oh, they got the celebrity row. And like, yeah, they've had celebrities, everybody, like, I will say 
I will say it was cool that Aaron Judge showed up and wore the Ranger sweater, and it wasn't just like I think he was wearing a Panarin sweater. So like, yeah, I like that he showed up and he actually went the full nine yards there because like. I don't know. Most of the time they just show up in their suit. John Hamm was there looking very handsome as always. And, but he's also a blues fan. So he's not going to wear anything to a Rangers devils game. He's just there to enjoy it. John McEnroe. He was there screaming. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. The man screams. He is a screamer. (laughs) That he is. (laughs) I, I, you know, let's just, we need a celebrity to show up in full flyers face paint. I want it. Like, have you ever seen the flyers helmet with like, the the wings the flyers wings on it oh like, I yeah want, i want that on somebody's face and i need a big time celebrity where's bradley cooper to show up and do this oh god that would be all we need bradley cooper to show up we i feel like eagles typically get a lot of celebrities eagles get a ton i mean you get mike trout, mike trout every trout, fucking game bradley every cooper. fucking game he doesn't leave i think mike trout lives in the stadium will uh, Kevin Hart shows up all the time um who would show up at a flyers game uh, I don't, you see Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny at fucking Kings games. You never see him at Flyers. Nobody, yeah. nobody gives shit about the Flyers. It's just man, if they're good, franchise. if they're good, maybe. If you build maybe it, they will come. I feel like Kevin Hart's been at Flyers games. Have you? Let me see. How did you see him? He's very tiny. <laughs> Kevin Hart Flyers. Jason Kelsey's the biggest one I can think of. of it. Okay, there's no photos of him ever wearing a Flyers. Yeah, I think shirt. I think you made that up. Uh, celebrities at Flyers game. Oh my God, you're 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 going down this hole right now. Flyers game. Let's see. Joe Biden's going to be the first person to show up, and he's not even showing up. Jill Biden is the she's the Flyers fan in that house. A bit. Joe, what what's this quote that uh he has to sleep alone if he doesn't root for the Flyers? But Jill Biden's the one who has the Danny Breer jersey on the back of her door. I think there's only like one photo of him at a Flyers game. Actually, there are a couple. I thought there's there was more, one where he more was photos like, of Sarah Palin at a Flyers game. I thought there were. I thought there was a photo of him. Oh, here it is, where he's just like holding the ice cream cone, the soft serve. That's uh, that's what he does. He's yeah. a soft serve champ right there. Yeah. No, we need we we need some more Philly guys to come out, and uh, you know I just blame the Flyers for that. We got to get more celebs out, but we need a crazy face paint. Next time the Flyers are in the playoffs, we need a Will Ferrell esque face paint job done. Well, I'll tell you what, Steve. We need a celebrity at a Flyers game. Celebrities typically are people who have won Emmys, and this is an Emmy winning podcast. Oh, I think you you and I, I think you and I should show up. (laughs) <laughs> with our faces painted we are celebrities we are the I'll celebrities that it. the flyers need i'll only do it if we can get guy fietti to join us he will not <laughs> he will not i you know i don't know if we ask nice he, he might do it no. that man will go anywhere tell him it's a food. rage against the machine concert and he'll come. no if well okay fine i will tell him that rage against the machine will show up and we will i'll, I'll take him to the best ch- damn cheesesteak place in south philadelphia and then you take him to fucking Pat's. No, I would never go to fucking <laughs> Oh, Pat's. I know. I know. That would be the funny thing, though. This yeah. podcast brought to you by Pat's Steaks. The original. No, uh, I would not take him to Pat's. I'm sure he's been wherever I would take him. Oh, yeah. You would take you him know. to Geno's. That's right. Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's America. You speak English here. 
Yeah. Chinos, get the fuck out of here. Um, no, I, 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 not to get in the whole cheese stick thing, but, you know, I'm a Dallas Sandro's guy. Big time Dallas Sandro's guy. Yeah. John's Roast Pork. John's Roast Pork is uh, maybe where I would take Guy Fieri because it's in South Philly. So it's a nice, easy bing, boom, bam to the, the stadium from an Uber. To right. John's Roast Pork, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's how you do it. You gotta, we get Guy Fieri to show up and face paint for the Flyers and success the stadium would there. The arena would go nuts if they showed him on the screen. That's a full ride to Flavortown. Absolutely. Yeah. Or Durst. <laughs> no. Durst. <laughs> We can't have Durst show up unless he's got that weird mustache and uh, aviator sunglasses that he was rocking a couple years back. Yeah, yeah, really. A strange man, absolutely strange man. You know who uh, else is strange, Steve? And this is uh, this is not on our sheet. I'm surprised it's not. Honestly, I know you're a big, big fan of his, so I'm surprised we haven't talked about this at all. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I know you're a big Tucker Carlson guy. Oh, Steve. yeah, big time. <laughs> What happened? Maybe he'll show up at a Flyers game. R.I.P.D., bitch. What's he up to? Get him at a Flyers game. I I want him as far (laughs) away from the goddamn Flyers games I can get. Get Don Lemon instead. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No (laughs) thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too deep into that, but uh, that's a shame. That would be a fun episode of Celebrity Deathmatch if that was still around. Celebrity fucking deathmatch. The two fired guys from their political respective oh political TV channels. They they would other. do that. They a hundred percent would do. That. I, oh, I yeah. had a hundred percent forgotten about celebrity deathmatch until this moment. So you really <laughs> awakened something in the back of my brain. Let's get it on. Okay. Why? I wonder why they both got canned the same day. I don't know why. I mean, it, it's like I it kind of understand me. why. Like Carlson happened because of all the stuff that happened with the lawsuit. And I feel like CNN's like, this is our opportunity. The bigger news will overshadow this. It reminds me of the day PK Subban and Taylor Hall both got traded on a random day. <laughs> like, yeah, that was huge shit happens on a random ass day. I feel like some people try to like piggyback off that news for like to kind of hide something in the news cycle. Right. Yeah, like trading Taylor Hall is just going to slip on through the cracks. Yeah, I I don't know how the minds of NHL GMs work. They're just insane people. They don't make any sense. I agree. I I don't understand how the minds of NHL GMs work. And I'm not sure if I quite understand what the NBA is doing with this in-season tournament that they are proposing for the next season. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? You heard about this? I have no idea what this is. Okay, good. So this is all new to you, so I can get your reaction in real time right here. But I'm going to read a quick description that I got from the website Clutch Points here. It says, The NBA in-season tournament will feature all 30 teams and culminate with one champion. Each team will play a number of pool play games that determine the eight teams that advance to a single elimination tournament. The final four will be held at a neutral site. Las Vegas is in discussions to host the final four, ESPN reports. Matchups that have already been implemented as part of the regular season schedule will count as pool play games. Even the single game elimination contest will count towards the regular season schedule. The two teams that reap blah, blah, blah. Every team will have 80 games on their initial regular season schedule, according to the Athletics. Shams Charania, I believe that's the pronunciation. I'm sorry, Shams. Uh, once the knockout round is set, the league will determine the rest of the schedule. So, essentially, it's a tournament. This is my understanding. I don't know if this is 100% right, but... 
this is a tournament that will happen in the middle of the season that will have like a cash award for the players and I guess a trophy or something and will count towards regular season standings, but will be its own thing at the same time. It's kind of strange. Uh, I think it's really a lot. This of is definitely is happening. From... Yes. This is the, the dumbest thing ever. Like why? So what? This is, it, it's like if you have like, this is like so the, I think what, a lot the of ACC the tournament or something like that. Like, yeah. So I think the inspiration is uh, NCAA has a lot of like these little tournaments throughout the season. And then I think a, a lot of the inspiration is from European football soccer or whatever we are calling footy these days and they also have like tournaments like this uh it's a little straight the concept's a little far and a little strange to me but i've warmed to it a little bit since i heard the initial idea because i had the same reaction as you when i first heard this like this is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard of who gives a shit and i still feel a little bit like who gives a shit but it is also kind of a fun way to break up the regular season a little bit i mean i get breaking up the regular season but so, all right, so hold on. So these games that are the tournament, they count as regular season games? That's my understanding, but... So I'm going to go back to the blurb here. The two teams that reach the in-season tournament championship game will end up playing 83 games for the season because all of the games count for the regular season. There will be no break for the in-season tournament. That's dumb. So I initially thought that, but is it dumb? Because like, I don't know. I get being creative. You would play the games anyway. I get being creative, but like, well, no, because like not every team is going to play 83 games. Right. So it's potentially dumb for the two teams that win, but like, I don't know if like you have like, Let's say like a stupid team wins it, right? Like a, a D- the Detroit Pistons show up on this day and kick some ass, right? And they play an extra game, but they they would suck otherwise. Like I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. That's really stupid. So you would <laughs> I don't not, like that at all. You would not implement that in the NHL. I would not. No. Okay. How about like the NHL has bigger fish to fry? Give us the Olympics or a world cup of hockey or some sort of international tournament. Like I just want the Olympics. I don't give a shit about the world cup of hockey that they keep trying to force on us. I want the goddamn Olympics. Give me the Olympics, baby. I mean, I want the Olympics too, but like, I wouldn't mind there being a world cup of hockey. World Cup's also, just, you know, very bullshitty to me, much in the same respect here. Like the world cup just seems very bullshitty to me where I'm like, no, no, no. The Olympics is the big show here. Like I want the Olympics. I agree. But like, what I keep coming back to is how much fun the last World Cup of Hockey was. It was fun. It was, it was awesome. Fun. And it feels like they want to do away from half the shit that made that one fun, though. Like the under-18 team. Or the under-25 Yeah, like 25 North team. America. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Like, that got weird. And I, I like them getting weird. So, I, I, I initially said this NBA thing was fucking stupid. But then, I don't know. I also thought it was kind of weird. And I thought you could ha- have some fun with it. So... Okay, yeah, the players and the team win money, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I want a weird fucking trophy, okay? I want a trophy that makes people <laughs> think or they're uncomfortable. So I have three proposed proposed trophies here, okay? And if you have any trophy ideas, please hit me up on twitter.com.org.edu.ca at flyperbole uh, with your trophy ideas for a an NHL in-season tournament. But my three, 
I've got the Gary Cup. So you got the Stanley Cup, but it's the Gary Cup, okay? And this one, it's a little Stanley Cup, fits in your pocket. The Gary Cup for for Gary. He's a little tiny guy. Oh, I'm sorry, he's very tall, very masculine. He's going to give us first pick. Connor Bedard. Long tan, handsome, all that yeah. stuff. But the Gary Cup, just a little teeny tiny Stanley Cup, okay? He won this in the regular season. Aw, aren't you adorable? If this is a big trophy, I'll be pissed. Don't make it. I mean, I can't imagine. It ha- like, everyone on the team should get a little league participation trophy is what you should get if you win this tournament. Oh, 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 oh. It shouldn't even oh, have a basketball player. Shouldn't even here. shouldn't even have a basketball player on it. It should be like a bowler. Like a bowling trophy. Everyone who wins this NBA tournament should get a small handheld bowling trophy instead. That's how stupid wow, this you is. Can't, you came out hard on this one. I, I thought you might embrace it a little bit. You came I out do. Hard. I listen, I'm all for creativity, but this is just doesn't make sense like to me at all. Eh, I don't, get I don't it. think it hurts anything. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it now. I, I I went through the whole stages here and I said, oh, wait, who gives a shit? It's the regular season. Why not make it weird? Uh, so my next idea for the NHL in-season tournament is the, the Memorial Tooth, which is a giant silver incisor that players can lift and think of their real teeth that they lost so long ago. Giant silver Solid. tooth. Solid. Solid. Yeah. No, well, and what then, it should be is everyone gets a tooth implant. Everyone should get like a that grill. That also could work. Yeah. yeah, gr- yeah. Grills all around. Yeah. <laughs> the memorial grill. You get fitted for it and everything. It's an official thing. They put it's an like. official thing. It's like. And a, then you got champs. It just says champs on the grill. Yeah, it says champs. Yes. It's like yes. Three, now, now you get it. <laughs> 3,000 carat. Perfect. Grill. Yes. I don't know how much that is, but. Very expensive. Yeah, I don't fucking know what jewelry is. Come on. Come on. Do I look like a jewelry guy? I'm not. I'm not. No. And then finally, my final proposed trophy for the NHL in-season tournament is the Hey Doc Award, which is just a bust of Pierre Maguire's head. You will never, ever sleep well again after winning the Hey Doc Award. You know, I think that's going to be the one, Steve. I don't know why the NHL wouldn't have a trophy depicting um, Pierre Maguire. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why you're laughing. I think that would be a perfect... Trophy for the NBA, a basketball league. Well, no, no, no. These are all for if the NHL did one. Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I thought you were... Okay. All right. Now I get it. All right. Wow. Yeah, why would I propose these for an NBA one? I don't know. I have no idea. For some reason, I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. No, my, but my proposed I... one for the NBA is uh, Jason Sudeikis and Tim Robinson from their basketball theme song sketch. And that's the oh. statue right there. It's just those two guys with their keyboards going, basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to dunk it. It's, it plays that, that whole song snippet. And it's those two guys in bronze. No, I want the Pierre Maguire statue to look like, <laughs> have you ever seen the, the Ronaldo statue? That's like, Oh, really just... that, that would have to be the trophy. Yeah. So it's either, either the Pierre Maguire Hey Doc statue or award rather it's an award not a statue but it either has to be startlingly lifelike which with Pierre is a very scary prospect or it's got to be as janky as the Ronaldo statue yeah like purposely bad purposely bad just (laughs) regardless it's nightmare fuel it's something that will keep you up at night god that's the worst trophy I've ever seen some of these NFL Hall of Fame busts 
are just as bad. Oh yeah. Like re- I think the best one I've seen was the Randy Moss one. That one actually looked good. But like some of these other ones look so dumb. Idiot. Like hold on, let me let me see. Worst NFL Hall Hall of Fame busts. Here we go. No, I want to see the worst. It's showing me all the best. I don't want to see the best. I want to see the worst. You're the worst. All right. No one ever there to lift you up. Let's see. The Brett Favre one isn't very good. Actually, it's not bad. Brett Favre. Damn. All the ones I'm looking at right now look perfect. See? You're... you're... You're way off there. But we we always have the Ronaldo one to think about and scream at. Yeah. Oh, here we yeah. go. LaDainian Tomlinson looks nothing like him. But does it look generic or does it look... Oh, it looks very generic. Well, regardless, I, I think maybe the Hey Doc Award is the one. If the NHL does do an in-season tournament, that's the one. That's the one right there. Just a big bronze bust of Pierre Maguire that the players have to hold up and say, I won the in-season tournament. I get down with that, for sure. Yeah. All right, perfect. We have it nailed down. Gary, call me for deets. We'll figure it out over lunch. Damn right. Right after you award the first pick to the Philadelphia Hockey Flyers. Connor Bedard! Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's go. I, dude, I got this weird feeling that the Flyers might get lucky. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's the hope that kills you. I don't want to hope, but, uh, I would like something exciting to happen because I need to be excited about the Philadelphia Flyers again. I miss being excited about this goddamn hockey team. And I will say there was one story that came out this week, very little Flyers news right now, but there was one thing that I saw this week and I actually linked to your article on the hockey news in our show notes today on this one, but Cutter Gauthier talked about his first time meeting John Tortorella at development camp. So the story goes, Cutter (laughs) introduced himself and said he was excited to play for him soon. And Torts replied, this is according to Cutter, who said, fuck yeah, I love that shit. It's great to meet you too. Did you see the the video of him saying it? Yes, it was amazing. It was great. (laughs) Like, like, that's just the way he, like, depicted Torts saying that is so funny. I wish I had video of this happening. I do, too. It just sounds amazing. Just, I want to see Torts go up and say, fuck yeah! Yeah! I I love love that that shit! shit. (laughs) So good. And, like, that's the shit I want. Like, I want to be excited about this team again. I want to say, fuck yeah, I love that shit. Right? Like, I want to be excited about the Flyers. I'm really hoping that Briere takes a lot of steps this offseason to go in that direction. Because, like, Cutter talking about that, like, I want to see this side of Torts where Torts is, like, assembling his squad that I could be excited about. Like, I don't want another boring whatever the fuck it's been the last couple of years. And then whatever torts had in Columbus, like let's make something weird and exciting and fun. Like I want to enjoy flyers hockey and I can't wait for cutter Gauthier, man. Like he is a fun prospect and I cannot wait to see him scoring goals. He seems to have, yeah, he seems to have legit personality too, which is like great. I'm really excited about that. And he seems like he's like locked in too. Like he's very focused on winning and success and all that, which is great. 
that's I want this attitude coming in. I need this winner's attitude. I mean, it's been tough, right? Because you've been coming into this and it's just like a sad sack organization for as long as you can think of. But right. I don't like this was great. I want to hear more shit like this. I want more guys to be pumped to be Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, and it sounds like he definitely is. Like he was I don't know. I know that's a little thing too, him just like going up to towards, "Hey, I'm Cutter Gauthier, like nice to meet you." But I, I like there are some guys who would not do that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I, I, more shit like this, like, I just want to be excited about the Philadelphia Flyers, man. And this is a good step in that direction. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's go. And that's how we end the show. Yeah. (laughs) With the excitement at the end. We're ending ending just in time to watch the Toronto Maple Leafs begin their three game skid to let. (laughs) I to let the lightning come back. Listen, and I, I I would laugh a lot because misery loves company, and I'm miserable. <laughs> right there with you, Steve. You're not alone. <laughs> All right, real quick before we get going, Howie Roseman. He was locked in a room on the other side of the building for a year. <laughs> What's he do tonight? Birds making a big swing. This Go is birds. gonna look terrible in the morning, but you know. the Eagles are not making the tenth overall pick. Okay, they That's are your, absolutely. Your I'm willing to bet like a pretty good amount of money that they trade either up or back. Most likely back. Most likely back. Okay. Okay. I, I really, or they just trade the pick outright for an active player like they did with with uh, AJ Brown. I would prefer to trade the 30th for that, but you know, Hey, whatever, go, go birds. Let's make some shit happen. I think Howie's going to get weird. I think Howie's definitely going to do something. So I, I don't know what it is, but I think something's happening. Something funky is happening tonight and I can't wait. As long as let's go. All I, I got to say is if the fly, if the flies, if the Eagles draft the this flyers. weird, if the Eagles draft this weird, I, what's his name? Van Ness. Is his name Noah Van Ness or something? I can't even I remember. Even, I haven't even heard called. this rumor. I have no idea. This fucking loser. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about him, but like, uh, Lucas Van Ness is his name. He's just this, this fucking Chad who went to Iowa, <laughs> who did very little in college. This doesn't sound like an Eagles pick to me. I swear to God, get him the hell away from my. What does he play? What position does he play? Defensive, defensive end. I haven't heard about him at all. I want nothing to do with him. Get him the hell away from my team. Fuck you. I'm sure he's a great guy. He might even end up being a good player, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't want him on the team because he has a dumb name. <laughs> I think, I guess it reminds me of Keith Van Horn, which is no good. I don't like to think about Keith Van Horn. Van Ness? Who do you think you are? The Loch Ness Monster? Nessie? Oh my God. Quigs. Oh no. 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 See Come ya. on, Quigs. What are you doing? What are you doing? No. Uh, Lucas Van Ness. Nessie. Hope he goes to hope he goes to Dallas. And here's what pisses me off. If he goes to Dallas, he's gonna be great. Anyone who <laughs> Dallas picks, they're gonna be amazing. That's, That's just true. how it's gonna go. No. Come to listen, who's won the Super Bowl more recently? I mean the birds. The birds, exactly. Tom yeah. Brady dropped the ball, Nick Foles caught it, and the birds won. Just to say, Lucas Van Ness last season had six sacks. Not worth the ten, the number ten overall pick. So get the I, hell I, out of here. I I highly doubt that's going to happen. But hey, uh, that's yeah. you know. I again, my only prediction is that Howie does something Howie esque. So we'll we'll see what happens. 
But yeah, uh, exciting Sprouts night ahead for all of us. But folks, we're going to wrap it up. I got to go eat some dinner. We started this one early for us and you're going to be hearing it in the morning, but whatever. But folks, if you have any feedback for us, the best place, as always, is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca.musk.fuck off already, Elon. Uh, Quigs, where can people find you on the Twitters? You people can find me. That's right. I said you people. You people can find me (laughs) on Twitter at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. And you can also find my work on the Hockey News and BroadStreetHockey.com. There you go. Oh, wow. How about that? Wow. You can find me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb if it's for hockey purposes. Make it Flyperbole. Flyperbole oh. is on Instagram, on TikTok, all that fun stuff. And yeah. All right, folks. We're going to get going. Thank you very much. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey. Go birds. Go birds. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show freaking rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stroh showed. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports Channel.